Welcome to the John Sandwich Show! <laughs> Can't believe it. I don't look like Bane anymore when I'm going to be talking. <laughs> I swear to God, it felt like I was drinking this beer for two hours. That It's a scam. Did it touch you? Did it touch you? Yeah, it made me, made me feel things. Should we let everyone else in on the conversation? If it's too loud, they just turn it down, right? Perfect sandwich. Beautiful. But first, an intro. Yay. Yay. Welcome back to the John Sandwich Show. Everybody. Remote live. I'm your host, Eric. With me, as always, is John and John. We are the John Sandwich Show. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How is it? How was everybody's week? Long. It's been about it's a good. week since we potted, right? Yeah. I think yeah. what we did, you know, we did on Monday, maybe, or last weekend. I forget. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think yeah. it was like Saturday or Monday, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a good one. Going on. Oh, it was Monday because it was our birthday. Yeah, that's right. We did Monday, so it actually hasn't been too long. That's good. What are you guys drinking there? I am drinking some Mac and Jack. Nice, nice. Having the classic session. I got Fremont Interban, which I'm sure everyone's had before. Oh, it's yeah. pretty good beer. It is a good beer. It's a fine <laughs> beer, I might say. I think I have profuse too. I think the profuse might might go loose today. Yeah, the profuse juice. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Eric's getting profuse, man. Yeah. So yeah, as I was telling you guys uh, through text message, I kind of had a little bit of a crisis of faith uh, during our last podcast. Just um, you know, we're we're going off and we're talking about different things. I mean, everything's kind of stemmed in Corona these days and kind of whatever is like revolving around that. Uh, but yeah, it just uh, it felt kind of weird to me coming off of it, just uh, cracking jokes and like talking about like movies being delayed and stuff like that, like with everybody dying. And like just for a split second there, I'm just, I was just like, crap, like, do we need like a, a content change or something? Like, is it really appropriate for us to be joking around in these times? And so I kind of went through that like for the day. Uh, just having like some conflicts in my brain about it and like what direction I think maybe we should start going for the show. And then it kind of just struck me that uh, maybe the irreverence is good. Like maybe joking around is good right now and what people need right now. I mean, fucking, you can turn on your news and get bummed out 24 hours a day, anytime you want. People probably don't come to the, yeah, people probably don't come to the sandwich and check us out to be bummed out anyway. So I guess uh, we should probably just be the same old sandwich that we always are, you know, not put a, not put any kind of constraints or any kind of really direction on what we talk about and just let the conversation go where it goes. Right. I mean, that's kind of what our, uh, our strength is. I think is just uh, keeping the conversation going. Yeah. But you do make a good point though, man. It is, it is really hard in the, these, this time to have a comedy channel quote unquote, because they don't have a subcategory for us. So to have a quote unquote comedy channel when nothing really seems to be too funny. Yeah. You know, but, but I also feel like, you know, being able to talk about is fine because I think Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people out there want to know that they're not the only ones struggling through what's going on right now. There's millions of Americans and, you know, or actually millions of people around the world, not just Americans. Uh, struggling with this so sometimes a content change is okay you know but on uh, on the other hand you know we are uh we still are all in this together and we all are affected by it 
you know? So I understand yeah. like you, a little bit of your thinking right there, you know? Yeah. I think we should just continue talking about our lives and whatever's on our mind, be it coronavirus or anything else. I think, yeah, just let it all fly. I think is the answer. Yeah. I will say, you know, it's really hard to bring up any type of conversation without bringing it, bringing up the COVID-19 coronavirus pandemic yeah. going on right now. It, it is really oh, yeah. hard, man, because any, any news media or radio show or whatever the hell you're listening to is revolving around COVID-19. Yes, for yeah. sure. Just because it's so affecting. Like, look at us now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I can't. I, I can't really talk about my week because nothing has happened. That's another hard part home. too. Is con- it's like getting content because we're not doing anything. We're just sitting yeah. around the house. Yeah. It's like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the writer's motto: like you gotta live in order to write. You know, you can't right, just sit right. around in your room and write about nothing. You gotta well, go I, out there. I've been pretty fortunate this week. We're actually I got out of the house twice, so. The first one turret time was to go to Costco, which I might have talked about this in the last podcast. Like Costco's really got it going on as far as just uh, social distancing and stuff. And when you get in there, they have it like it's like a well-oiled machine. You're in, you're out. They even like unload your groceries for you, put it back into your car, and then you know you fuck off and you go take it home and whatever. A lot of places aren't like that. QFC's pretty good, so we had to go. Uh, I was hoping that the kids would just forget about Easter this week. It's like, fuck, we're not religious. Why do we even celebrate Easter? One of these fuckers actually looked at the map or looked at the calendar and actually saw Easter was coming up and brought it up maybe like a couple of days ago. So I was like, fuck, now people are going to be expecting some kind of Easter shit. Um, so, so we went out today. Go ahead. So so uh, just interrupt a little bit. What does your family expect from Easter? Like, what do you do traditionally for Easter? Oh, so we just, you know, it's just more about coloring eggs, hiding the eggs in the morning. Everybody wakes up, has a basket with like candy and like toys in there and stuff. So that's kind of what they want. Uh, Right now, though, there is a run on eggs. So like when we went to Costco, uh, I have a big sign out front that said no eggs. So today I went to QFC, another sign in front of the eggs, like one dozen per customer. So I'm like, this egg Mm -hmm. thing's probably not going to so we're going to just going to do plastic eggs this year. And I just bought like a bunch of candy to fill the, the plastic in, which is kind of nice because we don't have to do the whole fucking coloring cleanup and stuff. That's always a pain in the ass every year. Dye getting everywhere and stuff. Well, that and you're not uh, really seeing a shit ton of eggs. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, we probably shouldn't be coloring eggs right now anyway for fun and giggles and shit. People need to eat these eggs and stuff. They don't need to be stockpiling, even though we usually do. You we can like, tell the kids we'll that. We'll do like a, a deviled egg thing. Oh yeah, I just told them that they didn't have any eggs. It's fucking I lied to on Jesus' birthday. <laughs> I mean not Jesus' birthday. No eggs. His resurrection was from the grave. Yeah, his resurrection. Uh yeah. So I went to QFC today, which was kind of awesome. Like uh QFC was a lot different than Costco, just in terms of people kind of keep close quarters. Like, you know, like I don't think I've ever been so self-aware of people around me. Like I'm very much like please fucking stay six feet away from me like i swear to god we went to costco somebody fucking crop dusted the line and shit and i'm like fucking if i'm smelling the shit like can it be passed through fucking breaking wind like that like obviously your insides are in my lungs right now because i'm smelling it (laughs) fucking nasty are you fucking are is this like a biological weapon shit happening right now horrible but i went to qfc today 
and I have like my allergies started acting up like crazy, which is so fucked up to have allergies around this time and shit. Oh, like yeah. I woke up all clogged, coughing and shit, and I'm like, oh my god, this is it. I'm but I'm pretty sure I'm like 99% sure it's just allergies. Well, if it Come makes on. you feel any better, the last few days I've been super stuffed up. I I've been usually wearing yeah, a mask yeah. at work and stuff. Um, but I haven't been able to wear my mask at work because I can't fucking breathe because I'm so like clogged up. So yeah, I've, for sure. I haven't been wearing my mask the last few days. So just to make you feel better, it is definitely allergies right now. I, I mean, you see all my the pollen on your all... car, right? You see all that pollen yeah, on your car, sure. right? And my eyes are all itchy. So yeah, I'm pretty sure it's just allergies. But going into a public place, sniffling and stuff and like coughing, uh, people tend to stay the fuck away from me. So that's kind of a plus going in they're just like <clears throat> the whole time and shit people tend to stay away that's good yeah they get out of your way fast yeah i broke down and bought masks they just won't be here till tomorrow so i'm gonna be part of the, that mask crew no i mean the cdc recommends it we uh my sister have some coming oh you have some coming too john yeah nice some stylish shit nice my uh i'm fortunate enough to know a couple sewers um, so my sister made, uh, Mary and I about a half dozen masks. And then also our seamstress made us about four or five cloth masks. And they're really nice to where you can oh, put the filter cool. inside of them and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. You have a seamstress. Yeah, we do have a seamstress. Um, cause I am, don't I, you John, come on now. Have you seen, we my, all? John, have you seen my vineyard? Yeah. Have you seen my vineyard? For seamstress. John, who hems your pants? Good lord. You know, that's not a horrible idea because I am tall and thin, and my yeah. ideal size is like 29, 34. So. Well, do you want me to get you in contact with my seamstress? Yeah, send me your seamstress, and yeah. I'll judge against my seamstress, and we'll see. Well, cool. apparently, from your seamstress, you don't have one, so they're the the competition will be very easy. <laughs> yeah. My seamstress is me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so me uh, with clothespins. So back to, state. back to the social distancing, uh, like at my job and stuff, like I've been a social, like, you know how they have like social justice warriors. I'm like a social yeah. distance warrior. Like I'm always coming up to people cause I am like, I'm a manager in training and stuff. And like, to me, this is very important stuff. Like I, I am still working. I'm an essential employee. I'm out in the public. And I expect people to be taking this shit seriously. So I am a social distance warrior. And I like anytime someone's standing too close, it's like, hey, you're standing too close. You need to spread out. And like, I, I'm like a fucking daddy over here telling their fucking kids to spread out like constantly at work. It's like spread out. You're too close. Only two of you could be here at a time. Hey, stop it. Too close. Like all the fucking right. day, all day at work. That's all I'm doing. I swear to God right now is telling people to back the fuck off and stop being so close. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I am that's a hilarious. Yeah, social distancing warrior right here. Yeah. If I can yeah, smell your cologne or your out. perfume. You're too close, man. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Quit standing downwind for me, man. Yeah. I mean, which is a good thing. I mean, people need to be a little bit yeah. more aware of their surroundings. Like, some people are still taking this as a joke, which they shouldn't be. But there's a lot oh, yeah. of people that are still taking this as a joke. And I'm pretty much just there to be like, hey, you may take it as a joke, but not here. You're not taking it as a joke here. Yeah. You could take it as a joke, like, on your own fucking time, but not on my time while you're working in this place. Like, 
take it seriously here if you want to go home and not take it seriously do whatever the fuck you want but take it seriously here. yeah yeah you're in a position to do something and by not doing it like that's i'm just like, as bad as like everybody else yeah yeah so fucking tell those guys what's up yeah if sure. if if i do Ooh. nothing that i am part of the problem yeah exactly fuck that call those bitches out so how is family life over there in the the thurston and renteria household uh it's pretty much the same dude i, I work from home uh vanessa's here a lot more uh yeah. which is pretty awesome uh and uh it looks like i don't know if this is too personal but uh unemployment's looking good you know like nice um i know the stock noises? market can you hear me oh it's me typing oh <laughs> uh I had to get rid of a gift that was in our it was in our chat. I just didn't want to look at it anymore. So I started everyone but, still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry, all all I could hear was you typing and like the boop <laughs> Sorry. Keep going, John. I'm sorry. So uh what was I saying? About oh yeah, unemployment. uh, unemployment's looking pretty good. Like I kind of get now why the stock market is doing so good because it's like more than what most people make so it's like yeah there's a bunch of people unemployed but they're actually making more <laughs> money than they would working yeah it's because they're crazy it's because they're getting their normal 60 percent on top of a 600 hundred dollar bonus from the government yeah yeah it's pretty remarkable yeah i mean that's uh it's, it's good if you have it, if you have it, it's pretty good, which is, you know, it's, it's been really hard, kind of a struggle for a lot of people to get unemployment and like some of the personal protection acts and stuff like that. Yeah. But I, I heard stimulus checks are going to start rolling around uh, next week from what I hear. Sweet. Oh yeah. And that's coming too. Supplemental so. income. Yeah. Let's see how much it's. Let's see how much it actually. Another one. I don't know, man. You know, like uh, it's already a lot of money. You know, they're bail trying to bail out a lot of people between like big corporations, yeah. small business, the stimulus. Like, I don't know if they'll actually post another stimulus or not. We'll see. Um, I guess we'll see. I imagine this whole uh, uh, sheltered home thing's probably going to extend out. Like, uh, I think we were talking about it before. I think, yeah, they're just doing it 30 days at a time to not, uh, to avoid any kind of panic out there. It's a lot easier to say 30 days than it is to be, all right, we're going to be uh, sheltering in place till June and shit. Yeah, that's right here too, man. I hear it's just going to be, you know, like you said, 30 days at a time, uh, practically week by week, uh, figure out what's going on. Cause I, I know a lot of studies are saying that, you know, if we don't, prolong this to like fucking end July, August, you know, it's just going to come back even worse or better. You know, I think it's all about, uh, like what China did, they pretty much locked down until there was no more new cases. Yeah. You know, um, but they are obviously in a different type of society than we are. So they're allowed to lock down their people. 
Uh, right mm-hmm. now we're doing the social distancing. It's not even a quarantine. It's just social distancing and a stay-at-home order. It's not even really legally binding, pretty much. Um, yeah. nope. But in China, like, it is you're in your house and you don't fucking leave your house at all. Um, so we'll see. But China didn't lift their lock lockdown until, like, they had no new cases. Um, That's probably... Uh... Yeah, it's probably what we'd want to do. I mean, I even heard like probably before going back out there should probably be tested before resuming their daily activities anyway and shit before getting unleashed on the public, which is probably not uh, um, feasible with how many people we have out there. But well, it's it would not, be nice. It's not about how many people are out there. It's about legally can you stop people from leaving their house? In the United States, no, you cannot stop people from leaving their house. So if you wait till there's no more cases, well, you have to lock down for like four weeks, complete lockdown. You will have your groceries delivered to your house. Do not leave your fucking house. Don't leave your property. That is how it's going to get done. But legally, they cannot tell us to do that. Yeah. At least right now, legally, they can't. I mean, legally, yeah, we do. we could right like legally you like we could all be together right now, and there's there's nothing they could do about it. Like yeah. for businesses, it is a misdemeanor to be operating, but technically they cannot tell us that we cannot mingle and hang out. Like we are doing this on our own will, and yes, it's a government mandate, but we can't get in trouble for it yeah. if we were all in the same room. Mm-hmm. But we are doing the right thing. Yeah. We're being very responsible right now. Yeah, look at us. At our homes, drinking beer, talking. Yeah. Responsibility, baby. But, you know, the, the problem is there's not, there's a lot of people that are not taking it as seriously as we are. And yeah. that's the problem. Like, we still had, even though Washington State, we are flattening the curve a bit, there's still over a thousand new cases this, this last week and over 200 yeah. deaths, you know? Like, yeah. our cases are still going up. Uh, testing is still a problem here. So of course people aren't getting tested and like people that are, you know, think they might have it. They're telling people to not get tested, not telling people to not get tested. But if you're asymptomatic, they're telling you like, well, let's, let's save the testing for people that do have it. Does that make sense? For sure. I think that's kind of what was getting me the most down. I think it's just that we kind of went into the weekend. Uh, with some positive news about the curve flattening and stuff like that. And then on Monday, I think they hit like, the mo- I think it was in New York too, where it's like the most uh, deaths, like a record amount of deaths for a single day. And then they broke yeah. that record on Tuesday and then they broke that record again on Wednesday. I was just like, fuck man. Yeah. Like what is happening? Well, there are like last a- week I saw yeah. a bunch of videos about how next week is, which is this week it's ending now. Uh, is going to be the worst week. Hopefully, if we're lucky, that's the peak. It won't get beyond that, but See, it was kind of foreseen that it this is going to be like a really bad week. See, the problem is, and man. it was easily. Yeah, it, it was a terrible week. But the problem is, is they said that last week, but they moved it to this week. This coming up, the week of the 12th. They're like, oh, this next week is going to be the worst one. So how many yeah. times are the research going to be like, oh, sorry, sorry, we messed up. This next week is going to be the worst one. 
you know, people yeah. just need to stay the fuck home, man. That's yeah, when are people going to realize that <laughs> people are dying out here? Yeah, exactly, man. Like, and people need, I don't know, I wouldn't be opposed to our governor saying, hey, you have to wear a mask everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, you have to wear a mask. We'll have patrol people outside. If a cop sees, sees you without a mask, we're going to fine you. Like, you have yeah. to wear a mask wherever you are. that's fair. That's you a know? fair ask, I think. Yeah. Well, the thing is, even if the masks are only as good as keeping other people safe. Okay, so let's just say, because a lot of these cloth masks that we're all wearing, because we do not have N95 masks, they're for keeping other people safe, not yourself. You're still going to get infected from other people. But the point of the mask is to not infect anybody else. That's good enough. If everyone's wearing a mask and they're not spreading their disease, that is good enough. You know, but it's kind of defeats the purpose of wearing a mask if other people around you are not. Because the masks that we're wearing, the general public, are still going to get sick. Yeah, for sure. So unless everyone is wearing a mask, it defeats the purpose. Because they're, it's only there to make sure other people don't get sick. How's your guys' uh, palms these days? I know mine are just all chapped and chafed up from washing my hands. Red as fuck, man. Like the back of my hands my are hands so have red. Been yeah. yeah, I can't even can't even beat off anymore from cause a fire, man. Too much friction. <laughs> yeah, it it's, ta- it's this tough virus time. is taking everything from me. An Indian yeah. burn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't say that anymore, John. <laughs> it's an enchilada. Sorry, Native yeah. American burn, yeah. John. Please, yeah. come on. Um, you know, yeah, they're red, chapped, and dry as fuck. I, I tried this new hand sanitizer they had at work, and it, it went on like soap. Like, it took forever because it had like this super moisturizer stuff in it, and then it made my hands sticky, and every single time I got my hands a little bit damp, it got like super slippery. Yeah, I didn't like it. I don't think, I think they thought that that was regular, like, hand sanitizer, but it was really just soap. No, it yeah, said right. hand, hand sanitizer on there. <laughs> It said hand, oh, okay. yeah, I don't know, but it just felt like soap. But it said hand, hand sanitizer. I think they like overdid the aloe vera or whatever was in there. Mm. <laughs> but no, I am washing my hands constantly. It is borderline annoying how much yeah. I wash my hands. Yep. At least we'll all have the habit by the end of this. Like I, I've always been like a hand person. Like I've always hated having dirty hands. So I, I was usually a. I was a really good hand washer because I hate having dirty hands and everything, but like I'm now I'm washing my hands excessively and it's, it's borderline annoying. (laughs) You know, like sometimes I like at work, I wash my hands before I pee and then I wash my hands after I pee just because I have dirty hands. So I don't want to get like Mm -hmm. dirty dick syndrome. (laughs) Dirty dick syndrome. (laughs) But that dick cheese. Dude, I've been sneezing so hard, I sort of got it feels like I cracked a rib or something. So every time I sneeze, it hurts now. And I'm just like, ah, Eric, you're being so weird. But I read, I guess Billy Crystal did the same thing. Billy Crystal sneezed on the set of, uh, uh, what was it? The Princess Bride broke a rib. Really? So I guess you can. Maybe. I'm just going to have to write it out, though. Hopefully they just heal themselves. How many? I'm not going to a fucking hospital. I'll tell you that much. I don't think there's anything you could do for a broken rib anyway. Uh, oh, good. Yeah, it's just right there and write it out. Yeah, and for the rest of your life, it'll hurt. 
That's good. <laughs> well, I, I cracked my sternum in, uh, see, like seventh or eighth grade. Uh huh. And it still hurts to this day. Like, oh, if I put, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah like John yeah, said, it's so. just going to hurt you for the rest of your life. Yeah, let's go. Cool. I can just probably live with that. Yeah. Speaking of painful things, uh, my toe, I think I might have to get some kind of, uh, like operation on it maybe because mm -hmm. it feels like my second to last toe on my left foot it's like it's like my toe towards acl or something oh yeah my step it like hurts but if i like bend it without flexing it doesn't hurt at all but if i like put pressure on it and like actually use the tendon it hurts like is the actual toe itself or like the, it's like underneath the toe and it feels like it's just like in the middle of your uh, foot. I looked it up and yeah, well, no, not really in the middle of my foot, just like at the base of that second to last toe. And I tried looking it up and it's something like marble, something marble syndrome where the way people in the past described it, because it's like an old issue, you know, is like you had a marble in your foot, under your foot, and when you step, it just hurts. Hmm. And yeah, it's usually uh, a tendon thing that's like slipped off or something, so I might have to get some kind of procedure on my toe. It doesn't hurt oh, all the Lord. time, which is weird. If I massage it, it goes back to normal, but yesterday, oh my God. I could not get it back to normal. I'm pretty sure we talked about this Today last pod about being a, a Google medicine guru. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to find something about it. Like, is there anything I can do? And uh, they said, like, massage it, try and stay off of it. Don't you. The main advice is, like, don't use it then. I'll I'll call oh, my orthopedic guy. He's he's married to my seamstress, so I'll, I'll get. I'll take kill two birds with one stone. There you go. I do know I like have an orthopedic guy, Eric. The 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 foot oh, is a see. kind of a weird body part because there's like so much like foot pain that comes around that you can't operate and it's or you can but it's not really going to take away the pain like the plantar plantar fascist or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like you could operate on it but fascist yeah it'll grow more fascists yeah it will grow more fascists it's not really gonna do anything for you yeah i know when i there's a reason there's a whole field of doctor for the foot yeah i know when i complicated thing when i was in uh high school when i tore my knee the doctor was like well you get surgery on it right now and it will feel better but when you're 40 no matter if you take the surgery or not it's going to feel the same. So I did. Ah, I, good. Yeah. So I'm just going to not do the surgery. I'll just deal with the pain right now. And then I guess the pain when I'm 40. Yep. And that's one of the main reasons I didn't want to do high school football uh, at my high school because it was a pretty intense league over there. And literally everyone <laughs> that was on defense had some kind of leg injury. <laughs> the varsity people. Like they all had Rona. surgeries on their Rona. freaking leg, and I'm just thinking, like, am I really gonna deal with this when I'm 40, just so I could play some sport? Yeah, especially if you're school. not like one of those like um, athletes like, that's gonna get a college scholarship, like full ride. Yeah, or, or not, not six pro. Five. You know. 
I'm I'm pretty tall, but I'm not huge. I'm not 260 pounds, six eight. You know, I'm not going to the pros. I know yeah. that now. I knew that back then. Yeah. So, well, it, if it, I'm yeah. super lucky, college football. Yeah. Well, you know, but if you're super lucky, college football, at least you have like a full ride scholarship. But like sometimes it's not worth it, man. I did the yeah. some high I school sports. Yeah, I did like wrestling, high school sport. And I was pretty good at it till I blew out my knees and then I wasn't good at it anymore. And I just, and then I did the same thing you did. I did a risk assessment and I was just like, man, me destroying my knees is not worth it to me. Yeah. I mean, especially for wrestling. I mean, wrestling, you get scholarships, but it's not as like as glorious or of a sport as like football. You know, they don't hand out scholarships for wrestling. And a lot of, yeah, not a lot of spots too. Like, how big is a wrestling team? I don't know. A couple, a couple people per weight division. So you'd have like 105 to heavyweight. So I don't know, maybe 40 people. Yeah. Uh, you have two strings of 11. Yeah. Maybe three strings of 11. Yeah. Or football. Not, yeah. Well, I'm not quite sure how. Uh, yeah. There's no standard. How, yeah. How size. college works. I only knew how like high school worked and there was the the jv team which could have it unlimited and then the the senior yeah. the varsity team which i was on which was just one person per weight class yeah if i were to join anything wrestling would be probably my worst sport that i would be a part of like yeah. that like in terms of skill because i'm all upper mm-hmm. no legs tall not very close to the earth like my balance is awful oh, yeah. that would be the worst one for me i would get annihilated yeah i was pretty good at it i uh, i i joined wrestling because this may sound like fucked up but there was a lot of uh politics in uh, middle school and high school with like religious groups and uh coaches and stuff like that um a lot of religion, a, a lot of religious and religion was played a fact in high school and middle school sports, especially with like basketball and stuff like that. Cause I love playing basketball. Like I was a good point guard. Good. So you know. who, who was gatekeeping this was like, if you're not Mormon, pretty you're much. not going to get thoughts. Pretty much. Like there's this guy that was terrible, terrible at basketball. And he made the varsity team over. I did over me. And, like, I was actually good, and I practiced. I loved basketball. Like, basketball was my favorite sport to play. Like, I was a good point guard. Um, like, I, I was a good dribbler, good passer, good shooting guard. Like, I was really good at basketball, but I never made the varsity team. Like, there was always a couple people in the same church group that always made it, like, above me. And that's why I joined wrestling. And I was like, you know what? In wrestling, how you make varsity is destroying your opponent. And that's what I did. You beat your opponent, you were on varsity. And every other week, we had varsity tryouts. So if, like, the JV guy came up and beat me, he would be on varsity for two weeks. Oh. You know, so they're, like, yeah. So there was always, always competition in wrestling. And it was just you. You know, of course, there was kind of a little bit of a team game going on because if your team won the most matches, like, your team would win. But it was mostly individual. So it was like the only person that's going to 
stop me from being varsity is myself. There it is. And uh, yeah, yeah, I believe it, man. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what it's like up in the Idaho, Utah area, but uh, yeah, there's, there's definitely a lot of politics in, in my high school, the quarterback for varsity shockingly was the son of the principal and was for some reason the shortest guy on the team which usually the quarterback is a very tall individual usually good at throwing you know and he wasn't really varsity material for either one but you know he was the principal's uh i was gonna say daughter uh principal's (laughs) son so i guess he was such a shitty player he might as well have been right yeah Yeah. That sucks, man. You know. Yeah, it, it does, man. That's something we all deal with. It is. It made me a better person, though. El Paso, being a tall, lanky white kid in El Paso, sometimes doesn't yield good results. Yeah. Like a foot than everyone else, but also weighs less. Yeah. Well, for sure, man. Yeah. You know, we we but go through. That it. ain't life, you know. Uh, School you, ain't yeah. life. I mean, you, you learn a very early age about. Yeah, maybe so, maybe earlier than what you should about like bullshit politics, you know. Yep. When like religion is directly affecting anything you do, you learn at an early age. It's like you know what? It's a it's a fucked up world out there. Yeah. You know that is. Eric, even a little quiet on this podcast. It it just kind of seems like there's an aura around you. It's like, doesn't it? It feels yeah. like that. It looks like it, definitely from the. You know, it, it just feels like there's something on your mind that you are not telling us right now. Oh no, nothing. I think it's just the allergies. Yeah. I had to step away for a minute to blow my nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, man. At least I hope it's allergies. Oh, it's definitely the allergies. Uh, what do you guys have planned for uh, dinner tonight? You know, I haven't thought about dinner tonight. I'm planning on Pizza. drinking some beer for dinner tonight. I'm, I don't know. I think I'm going to make some chicken piccata tomorrow, though. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah. That's the one thing I've that? been doing uh, lately is really getting down on dinners and stuff. So, you know, just home all the time, have a lot of t- more time on your hands, been able to plan out some nice meals, going to do some carne asada tonight. So I clean the grill all up because I've had it pretty much closed down for the all winter. Finally brought it out. It's really dusty still, so I cleaned it all out. It's ready to go, baby. It started sprinkling, though? Yeah, it started sprinkling. Now the sun's out again, so hopefully we're good for the rest of the Yeah, hopefully. It's pretty sunny out here. Uh, From what I saw in the weather report, it's going to be another perfect day where we can't do really anything. Yeah. <laughs> the travesty. This whole week has been a travesty just because the weather has been damn near perfect. Yeah. And you can't really go to the beach. You can't hit a trail up. None of that. Yeah, isn't that dumb? No going outside. It sucks. I'm it's pretty small. lucky as far as the, the location here at the house. We have like a, like a veritable forest in our backyard pretty much. So there's like all these trails that goes down into just like woodland area. I mean, freaking, you're in there, and I swear to God, it feels like you're camping, like you're like you're out in the middle of nowhere or something. Uh, cool. I went, I've been going out before because I have like early morning meetings, so I've been trying to get up uh, kind of early. Uh, then I go out there and I do like a jog and stuff. 
Um, it's killing me though, dude. Like freaking just uh, like spring has sprung. So I am just like freaking huffing and puffing my way through it. Like freaking just come back with just snot all over my face and stuff. <laughs> Horrible. There's got to be a better way. Like Claritin has stopped working for me. It doesn't work as well as it used to. You I got to figure something D. else out. I haven't yet. Is that good? Is that stuff? That yeah, you need yeah. the D. It's really good. Um, I don't know if it'll help you. Like, I'm sure it'll help up to a point. But yeah, if you're in the forest completely, it's all dry out there. I don't know what to do. Yeah. It's, it's all up in there. All in your it's note. pretty nice, too. Like, leaving the house that early. Usually, like, just uh, going around stuff. There's a lot of people just out and about in the neighborhood. But getting up that early and stuff and doing that, there's, like, nobody around. So you can just social yeah. distance your ass off that early dude have the birds and just every creature uh just been louder you think this year it seems like it i saw some pictures of uh shit smelling los angeles and just like before and after of uh what it looks like what it looked like before and now with social distancing and how fast the smog's actually cleared up out there it's yeah. crazy bizarre dude, i love it it's one yeah amazingly positive thing about this whole thing is for sure really improved just the outdoors in general dude i haven't put gas in my car in like two months it's just there <laughs> yeah it's great uh outside my window uh we have a golf course like right mm -hmm. behind our building and it's home to what sounds like ten thousand frogs all going at it Oh really? And they're just—it's the the riveting is uh, so loud. Like I can close my window and I can yeah, still hear just the thousands of them. It sounds like the ending of that Incubus song, uh -huh. Incubus transmission. You know how at the end—I don't know—it's like a eight-minute song. At the end, it's like a minute and a half of just frogs outside. Yeah, it's that exact <laughs> sound. Just—it's so loud. It's they're Amazing. like is almost nature yeah it is pretty nice you hear the woodpeckers out there oh yeah dude like, i freaking woodpeckers the... every morning just pecking away yeah classic spring sounds nature's taking it back man which i'm fine with we we're we we're just oh, talking john man about la i don't think la smells like shit anymore because nobody's hanging around the you can see a picture you can actually see clear skies out there now that's a shame yeah, isn't it a shame? We gotta find yeah, some muscle to because because I'm not gonna be there. You know, it, it's all hearsay at this point because next time I go to That's LA, true. it's gonna smell like shit. So right, <laughs> for all I know, these images are doctored. That's yeah, definitely. I uh, I didn't get offered, but I got um, encouraged. No, well, not not even really encouraged, but like a thought. Like my manager was like, "Hey." Uh, there's this job opening in California for a manager job. How would you feel about that? And I was like, well, how close enough? Or like, how close is it to Disneyland? She's like, oh, it's actually pretty close. I was like, sorry, I'm not going to move there, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to take a management job in California. But the thought is like, hmm, being that close to Disneyland doesn't sound like that bad of an idea. No, that'd be amazing. But I'm definitely not moving to California. Well, good. We're going to keep this podcast going. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, especially right now, man. No, we need this podcast. I love this podcast. I love, I love what's going on. 
I wonder if all the bottle caps are like, I have a beer right here and like the actual cap, the twist off cap is like uh, serrated in the middle. I wonder if they're all like that. Looks like a little fireball. What do you mean serrated in the middle? It's like, uh, you probably can't see this. Well, maybe if I hold it up to the light. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, like that. I see that, yeah. That hole there? Yeah, there yeah. you go. I think that's just designed for, uh, like, certain companies do that. Probably. Kind of cool. Eric, are you excited to go back to normal life, or are you afraid to go back to normal life? I'm afraid, John, man. No, I'm actually, I haven't been, I don't think it's that bad, the whole situation and not having to go anywhere. I mean, I'm definitely saving more money. I mean, I guess I'm that money that I'm supposedly saving. I'm probably dropping it more and keeping my fridge stocked with alcohol, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, there is that. Um, so, um, I don't know if you listened to any of the press conferences or anything, <clears throat> but so from the sounds of it, they're going to open up society like the same way they close it down. Mm-hmm. So just opposite. So first we're going to ban like the shelter in place. So you'll be able to walk around, but like big gatherings are still going to be banned of like 10 or less. Yeah. And then two weeks I mean, later we'll do 50. And then a week later we'll do 250. And then, you know, so like even when like, everything supposedly goes back to normal quotation marks. Like it's going to take another month, month and a half for business. Like after this is all said and done, like after like whenever they decide to do this, it's still going to be another month for a lot of people to go back to work. Like after that, yeah, you know, cause they're going to wait another three weeks, you know? I mean, it's a smart move. Probably yeah. should ease back into things. I saw a dumb post. I'm part of this neighborhood watch app and stuff like where, you know, yeah, people can just post on there about what's going on in the neighborhood. And like some idiot posted about um, probably a Trump supporter uh, posted about how, you know, like we're flattening the curve now and things are looking up. Like they should just let it, they should just flow everybody back and get everybody back to work now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like freaking the reason why stuff's dying out is because what we're doing is working. Yep. You fucking moron. <laughs> if we just open the doors wide open, we're going to go right back to where we were. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, that's just yeah. a fool. Yeah. Yeah. You dub researchers are like, yeah, if we don't, if we don't extend this till at least June, like it's going to be all for nothing. If you just release the gates before June, like it's just going to come back this whole two months is going to be for absolutely z- zero yeah. worth. Yeah. There would be no yeah. reason for it. You know, I, I am kind of worried a little bit about, I don't know if you guys have read too much about the Spanish flu or, um, watching any videos about it. I am kind of worried about the second wave because the Spanish flu took two years for it to fully like go away. And the first wave was kind of like how it is now, but the second wave like pretty much affected like everybody. And then everybody was getting sick and dying. It wasn't just like the elderly and vulnerable, you know, cause the, the flu, it got like a different uh, strain going on. So I'm kind of worried about the second wave because if the second wave happens and we still don't have a vaccine and, or if it's a different strain and we don't have a, a vaccine for that and it affects like now, now it's going to affect like the 20 year olds and the babies and the kids and the teens and everybody in between like underlying health issues. That is scary. Well, that's yeah. like the, that's the deal, right? Our freaking like viruses are fucking smart, right? They adapt. They're, yeah. they're like the velociraptor in Jurassic Park and shit. Like fucking, they're going to learn how to open doors and stuff. 
They're clever girl. Yeah. Granted, they though, remember. I'm I'm kind of an optimist, so our uh, vaccines are can be created a lot quicker. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that was a big part of it. Is uh, I'm reading it nine right now, uh, January 1918, and they they didn't have a vaccine for some time. Yeah, but they also didn't have airplanes or commercial travel or cars or anything. But also not the education of a pandemic like they do now. Well, but they were ordered to wear a mask and you could, you know. Yeah, but they're still flinging their shit out of their actual window onto the street. Yeah, I mean, you you have your ups and downs. You know, you have your ups and downs. You have the Spanish flu, which there wasn't that much travel, but there's flinging shit like down the street, but you also have like our society now to where everyone is connected with everybody. We have cars, we have transportation, we have planes, we have cargo coming in from everywhere. You know, do you think that, uh, do you think this, uh, kind of resolves the whole anti-vaccine movement? Um, that lets that problem take care of itself. No, there's just as far a... as, no. well, just as far as like, let's say either you, uh, you know, either um, you second guess your belief system and you convert over to, to being a vaxxer or you don't and you die off. So that's just kind of like, it'll take care of itself, probably. I guess it's kind of taking care of itself right now. <laughs> the world is balance. Well, you know, like the thing is like right now there's like before this whole coronavirus thing, there was diseases that were cropping up that haven't, that haven't came up in like years, like decades, mm-hmm. decades, 50 years plus. They haven't had new cases for it, but because of anti-vaxxers are coming up, you know, that, that is a red flag, but they're not going to listen. But, you know, I kind of guarantee you these anti-vaxxers are the ones they're, they're probably wearing masks and they're probably social distancing and they're doing everything they can. You know, I bet you if they would vaccinate, maybe, I don't know. Or maybe no, not. I totally agree with or you. Or maybe not. You know, maybe they're in the whole let's get everybody sick type of group. Let's get everybody sick so everyone has immunity and the people that die, they die. And if they're part of the group, then, well, I guess they're part of the group, you know? That's eugenics. When you say that word, people don't like it. Okay, Eric, bye. Fuck you. Yeah. Bye, Eric. He, Bye, he did Felicia. not like your opinion. He Bye, hated <laughs> <laughs> I think Eric dropped. Yeah. I'm probably going to have to get off soon because they want to get all up in here and start putting their all stuff right. where it belongs. All right. Let's, uh, all right. Let's, I'll see if Eric wants to stick around for a little bit. Yeah. If you don't mind. Yeah. Abs- dude, absolutely. We did a, a little twofer. Yeah. It was a good one, too. Two peas. Yeah, a little two peas in a pod. Little, 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 uh, two peas shit, you know me? Shit. They wanted to organize your mess back there? Yeah. Yeah. Understandable, man. Hey, well, I'm free tomorrow, too, man. I'm free tomorrow. I mean, I might even be free tonight if things can work out. Like I said earlier in our last pod, you might be just bugging me to pod for in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Would you be fine Am with me, I, man? Uh, move this whole setup uh, into up, the Aaron? living room. Are we back? 
Yeah, we're back. What's up? I'm back. Sorry about that. It's quite all right. Nothing. So, but, so Eric, I think uh, John is going to bounce out. So do you mind uh, sticking around and me and you talking for a little bit? Oh, for sure. That's cool. Yeah, we're going to organize some of the shit back here so I can okay. like move my chair. But uh, hey, no we're going to move this whole setup into the dining room, which would be pretty cool. Oh, nice. That'd be nice. Better cool. lighting for sure. Cool, man. But, uh, yeah. All right. Well, uh, All right. next time you want to pod or if we pod tonight or tomorrow, you just let us know if you can or can't and we'll, we'll, we will pod soon for sure. All right. All right. It was, Godspeed. all right. Live long and prosper. No handshakes. Later, homie. Ah. All right. See you, John, man. Or John Thurston. Sorry. I'm John, man. <laughs> Thirsty boy. Solid snake. All right, now that that no dip, no having seamstress dipshit mm-hmm. is gone, we can talk about real dip. We can real talk business. about real, real business. How do you feel about Hulk Hogan saying that this uh, disease is a, a plague sent by God to uh, to weed out the unfaithful? I think everyone has their own damn opinion, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Whether or not I agree with it is another thing. Yeah. I mean, he does. He, I guess, he makes sense in his own mind, you know. Being a eat your vitamins, yeah, you know, say your prayers, say your prayers, eat your, your vitamins and stuff, you know. But yeah, he's never kept it a secret or anything. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it was, you know? it's been his whole motif his whole life. You know, but I guess, I guess, if I was religious, um, it'd be something that made a lot of sense. You know, it's like we've for been, sure. we've been living this life for too long, like unfaithfully, and like, like, look how fast things are moving. It's time to get back to faith, which I guess if I was a religious person, like that, it would make more sense for sure. I was feeling kind of similar to that, just like this is probably uh, in a in a Thanos type of mind, like this is probably the universe self correcting, like nature kind of you know like weeding out. Uh, I don't want to say like weeding out the old and sick and stuff like that. I'm just saying like as far as kind of course correcting itself that maybe we're you know we're definitely overpopulated as a society and I maybe mean, it's ter- horribly sad that all these people have passed away yep. but it kind of seems like maybe i don't know like other hands are at play like fucking mother nature turned her back on us man all the animals are coming back and people are dying off it's insane well it's um it's interesting because you know we have this this idea of science and medicine and that they're eventually going to make us live forever mm-hmm. until something like this happens. And we realize that no matter what we do, we're still going to be mortal one way or another. For sure. You know, kind of definitely puts things in perspective and stuff, just as far as how, what fragile creatures we actually all are and how we're all on borrowed time, man. Like this is, yeah. uh, I would say this is probably like one of the, best case scenarios for a pandemic like the time that we're living in right now um the severity of it yes it it does it is bad and it you know for underlying health issues and the older population is terrible but i also kind of feel like we needed this Mm -hmm. for a bigger threat like this could have yeah. been worse. Like this could have had sure. a fifty percent death rate. 
And imagine we have like over a million cases, 500,000 people dying if it was 50% death rate. I think you know? I saw some somebody was talking about that and stuff like this is kind of a way to prepare for when the big one does strike and yeah. shit like the fucking, yeah, another plague that just fucking eliminates half the population and stuff. So maybe this is all for a reason and stuff and maybe we'll be ready next time, I guess. I don't know. Maybe, you know, but it also like, <clears throat> I feel like this is going to change the way people live. Like I don't, sure. I don't know if I'll really ever shake another person's hand, <laughs> you yeah, know, right? you know, like well, for real, like before 2020, did you ever fathom something like this would happen here? Like you typically hear about this stuff happening in faraway lands and yep. stuff. And like this stuff tends to happen. It just never mm-hmm. really happens here. Yeah. Uh, it's wild. It is wild. It's really hard to put into words mm-hmm. because you know, you you watch movies about it, you um, you read about it, you read about past stuff that's happened, and you read about like the Black Death and the plague and like all this stuff, Ebola and or Ebola and and all this other stuff, and you you really honestly think like that's not going to happen to us, like we are in such a a scientifically advanced species right now than we were even a hundred, uh, well fuck, even thirty years ago. Yeah. You know, like people talk about like the AIDS epidemic and it's like AIDS really ain't got shit on this right now, you know, for sure. Um, Well, you think about man fucking, yeah, we haven't really been um, tippity top for like that long, like fucking all these technological advancements and like all this progress that we made has really only been like in this past last century and shit that we've kind of. I guess made like a, a technological leap to the next step. Like it's all pretty brand new. And it's because of bad plagues and viruses. Bad shit's happening. Bad shit's yeah, happening. Sure. Like, like the, the measles and the mumps and polio, like, you know, like FDR in like the forties, like polio was a terrible, terrible disease that you could get in the forties and earlier, sure. you know, and they pretty much eradicated that. Um, but what's scary about this one is, and I think what scared a lot of people is this is a, a novel coronavirus, which means it's brand new. This is a brand new virus, never be, never seen before. And as we're discovering species, as we're expanding on the wildlife, as we're crossbreeding, as we're eating more animals, as we're heating up the earth, like what scares me to death? This is what scares me to death. We are going to... Antarctica, like the South Pole and Antarctica and fucking Antarctica and like drilling like fucking a thousand feet below to see samples and like get to that fucking that ancient ocean. Like what if there's viruses underneath there that have been like permafrosted and they're just just like dormant dormant this whole time that we don't know about, man. Yeah. You're like, that's stuff I think about is like, man, this is brand new. And like us as mankind as explorers as people that fuck up the earth like like what if there's a virus in the ocean that just needs a certain temperature that you know that's what really killed the dinosaurs or some shit like that you know because because the (laughs) the earth heated up you know like there's stuff like that man like what if there's this virus that just needs a certain fucking average temperature of the earth like in the ocean and then all of a sudden you know there's there's crazy shit man and this is unknown 
we are in 2020 and there's still unknowns mm -hmm. in our own earth and that scares the shit out of me that's what scares me here's 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 an interesting question just about as far as human nature goes human nature is what scares me so let's say things do i mean as, as a species we're pretty resilient we're survivors um, we survived Agreed. some pretty fucked up stuff in the past and Agreed. We're, we're, we'll probably be here for a long time. Um, as far as human nature goes, let's say this thing gets worse. Uh, more people, more cases, more people start dying. People out of work, people starting to go hungry. People worried about where they're going to live. Um, we have, we have maybe like another year of this or something where, Shit just is continually going downhill. At what point do humans as a species, do we overcome it? Does it like, uh, I mean, it's typically, it's like beautiful to think that uh, everyone will rise to the occasion and overcome it together and we'll, it'll bring the good out in people. Uh, is it more, would you say with, all, if, if things get worse, do we let our better side show or do do people start, I don't know, like turning against each other and uh, being evil? And uh, does it become like the Walking Dead type situation where, you know, neighbor turns against a neighbor and stuff like that? What, what, what path do you think we're on as far as that goes? Well, I'll, first I'll give you my fantasy prediction. Mm -hmm. And I'll give you my, the realist in me prediction. <laughs> um, sure. My fantasy prediction is this is making universal healthcare and and universal like fucking money. Mm -hmm. Kind of sound good right now, doesn't it? Yeah. Like yeah, a does. universal income, to where everyone makes the same amount. I mean, now probably the perfect time to implement something like that, or at least to to uh, take the first step towards that uh, that kind of future. For you sure. Know, you you have a capitalist men like mentality, but you still. You still get like a universal income. That might sound okay. You like you're always gonna get this base. Yes, the deadbeats are always gonna be deadbeats, but they're only gonna get this much. But the people that work hard and work hard for a living are gonna get more on top of that. But a universal yeah. income kind of sounds good right now, doesn't it? it? It does. It sounds sweet. You know, I mean, I mean, you're still working. I'm still working. But that's that still sounds like a good deal. But I will say this though, Bernie Sanders universal in, or healthcare that sounds pretty fucking good right now, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, it does. You know, doesn't that sound idea. pretty amazing right now? Yeah. I think he might have been right. Yeah. He might have been right you know, this whole time. He's on to something. But the realist in me is like a Walking Dead situation to where people, if this goes on for a year, people aren't going to have places to live. They're going to be like my house. Like maybe like we're going to be bunkered up, guns toting, like don't, don't touch my shit. You know, riots. I mean... It really is a scary thought. Like you have one house that's stockpile has a bunch of stockpile of water in the garage. And then the house next door has a stockpile of guns. Who's going thirsty them or you like really the, like... the people with the guns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then this brings back to the question is like, is getting rid of your guns is gun rights really that big of a problem? Maybe they should give guns to everybody. That way everyone has an equal chance. Right. <laughs> right. Univ Universal healthcare. <laughs> Uh, universal pay and universal guns for everybody. It's like <laughs> it's like right now, like if the criminals are the only ones that have the guns, guess who's winning? Yeah, right. You know, sure. you know that's why gun rights are important. 
I hate I hate to keep going back to Batman. But somehow that's everything a, goes back to Batman. And that's uh, okay, the man. Joker. Yeah, for sure. The Joker has a good speech in there uh, when they're do uh, during the uh, interrogation scene mm-hmm. and stuff where he's like, you know, like when the chips are down, these civilized people will eat each other alive and yep. stuff. And yeah, they have that whole ending with the, the ships and the bombs and yep. it's all nice. They don't end up blowing each other up. They, in the end, they do the right thing. Uh, um, is that fantasy or is that fiction? Like in real life type situation, that's probably not going to happen, right? I don't like think so. freaking. Yeah, people are gonna blow that boat up. Yeah, people will blow that boat up, man. Like, um, that it's a beautiful thought. That 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 was a scene in a in a movie to prove the Joker wrong. Yeah, we probably should have been proven right. Yes, when all actuality, he was probably right in in a real world type. In a real world. And and maybe that's where Nolan went off and, and did the wrong thing. Maybe Joker should have been right right there. And maybe Batman should have had to suffer the consequences of that whole boat blowing up. It would have made the third movie maybe a little more interesting to have to go through that and stuff. Like maybe it would have made more sense his, for him uh, retiring, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> you know? he's kind of just like jaded because on then he would have belief systems. He like, would have really been the bad He would have really been the bad guy. Instead of like sacrificing yeah. himself for Harvey Dent for his heroism like him being the yeah. bad guy because he let that whole ship die oh my god that's a great yeah. plot twist isn't that that's a <laughs> yeah. way better dude. yeah he was so sure that people would do the right thing and in the end he was wrong wow and maybe that yeah that would have been better my my mind is blown right now <laughs> listen to this hollywood give us batman we'll take care of it mm-hmm. but in all reality man that's why um I know places to go. We are in a super populated place. I know where to go that's not populated. I have basic survival skills. You know. Shit. Um, I hope but, it doesn't come down to that, but fucking, we, I think you really have to be prepared for that type of situation. I think you do too, nowadays. but do you feel like... like in, and this is like a little bit of a cynical part of me. Do you feel like almost to reset, you almost have to go to that? like possibly yes do you like honestly like 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 give me an honest opinion do you really feel like the direction america and world politics and society and capitalism and non-capitalism and communism and all this stuff is going is the right direction for humanity i don't know like how much greed and fucking gluttony and like i'm not just trying to be like religious because the, like the greed is for sure and gluttony like just eating yes. all this food and throwing away all this food that you don't need and like just like is there something wrong with us that maybe we do need this mm-hmm. I can tell you that uh, one thing that does scare me is that this could be like the most opportune time for uh, some kind of government shakeup. I just, um, I hope it's in the right direction. Like, I hope we're not, uh, not to echo Star Wars, but this is kind of like how the emperor came into power and shit like that, mm-hmm. which is, yeah, people's beliefs and stuff just shaking and putting your faith, Dark Knight again, putting your, like the mob and shit, putting your faith in somebody that you don't really understand yeah. or somebody, yeah, you don't really comprehend who has their own kind of agenda. Like, this could be really dangerous times. Like, I don't know. 
It could be, man. Because, like, think about our government right now, man. How think close it, are we to martial law, yeah. you know? Like, like, shit. Like, look how much, like, in the federal government and, like, these politicians and how much money they make and how well off they are. You know what pisses me off? You check this out. There's these basketball players right now, like, these celebrities, these athletes. They're bitching about not being able to play the game and play the game in front of people. And yet they are multimillionaires. They are getting paid for this season. They were some of the first ones tested in the United States. Fucking basketball players tested for the coronavirus before anybody else. But yet they are bitching that they cannot play a season in front of people. You know, like, like when... Like, how did we come such a society to where athletes mean more than anything else in this world? For sure. And I don't even know what they're bitching about. I imagine they're still getting paid. Oh, they they are. They still have their contracts. They are getting paid. They're getting their contracts and all this stuff. It's like, but these are like maybe a thousand people in America, these athletes, Mm -hmm. a thousand. It's like maybe, you know, that old adage, sacrifice the few to save the many. You know what I mean? It's like these people are bitching for what? Because they, you have stellar fucking, you could dunk a basketball. So fucking what? Yeah. <laughs> it kind of seems pretty uh, unimportant nowadays. To, it does, to man. To, to dunk a basketball. Like who gives a shit? You know, yeah. like. when Maybe this, when money maybe this is nothing, does like kind of revert celebrity yeah. culture a little bit. Like when money is nothing, guess who wins? I do. Because your millions don't worth, ain't worth shit to sure. anybody. It's like uh, in social media right now and stuff like that. And you have celebrities, uh, Instagram influencers too, like just fucking posting about how they're doing their part and they are quarantined in their house and st- in their multi-million dollar mansions and shit. Like it's something bad. And uh, maybe, yeah, maybe this is what it's going to take for the public to turn on that whole celebrity culture. And they should, Stupid man. as it is. Yeah. And they should, man. Like, why are we idolizing these fucking fake motherfuckers? These fake right? fucking people that don't do shit for anybody except for themselves. Exactly. You know, like, when I do shit for people, I do shit for everybody. I don't do, I don't do shit for myself. Like, if I'm hanging out with you and, like, I give you beer, I give you the beer because I fucking want you to drink it. I don't give you the beer in expecting something in return, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just... Hold on, I'm clipping a little bit. There we go. These, that cool. These fucking fake motherfuckers, man. Just, like, nickel and diamond every, everybody selling these fucking $500 shoes to fucking... $500 worthless shoes to people. Yeah, you no know? shit, dude. <laughs> no fucking shit. You know, it's like, let's get back to fucking reality, man. You know, like, Mary and I, we're, like, we indulge a little bit in, like, material things, but they're not, like outrageous like i have a jeep but it's a recreation vehicle that i use like mary has a switch like we don't have any like ungodly fucking crazy stuff like i don't own a 500 pair of shoes i buy a little bit more expensive shoes that you know they do last a little bit longer but i don't buy 500 mm-hmm. pairs of shoes to put on my shelf no you know like everything that mary and i buy we we buy to use like everything i buy i buy to use i buy equipment to use it you know, but I'm not one to buy a fucking $500 shirt because it says Gucci on it. Right. <laughs> I'll wear my $3 Arizona shirt because it fits. 
Exactly. <laughs> you know? You know, that's what's wrong. You know, like, I got this at the Goodwill. This shirt. It's a name brand shirt I got at the Goodwill. You know what I mean? The shirt right here. The shirt right here I got at Amazon six-pack for, for 15 bucks. Exactly, man. And like right. maybe that's where we're going wrong, man. We were relying on fucking these celebrity motherfuckers to dictate, like, what we spend, what we buy, what we're supposed to believe in. These fucking false idols. These motherfuckers are pieces of shit. Fuck them, man. They are. Fuck them. The John Sandwich show, you can take that to the bank. Fuck them. Fuck them. Until we're part of that society, then fucking we need to rethink this about fucking them. So, no, man, no. no. <laughs> if, if the door ever opens for us. We'll never be a part of that society. <laughs> we'll never be a part of that society, man, because we know better. We know better. We know what's real. We know it's not real. We're, we're never going to be a Kardashian. You know? We're never going to be one of them. That. And that's okay. And that is okay. That. Would you rather been raised the way you are, uh, or the, raised the way you were, born in the family you were, uh, or would have been born into wealth? You think, do you think you're happier now? Or you think you'd be happier the other way around? If you were like a Kardashian, like obviously these folks get buy on name recognition alone and shit like that. They wouldn't be where they were. They weren't born a Kardashian. Do you really think they're happy? I don't know. I'm happy. Probably not. You know, like I, I love the, I love the way I was raised. I love where I was born. I love the, the way my family raised me from nothing. You know, like I didn't come from a rich family and you didn't come from a rich family. You know, we came from practically nothing. I was eating ramen and fucking dollar sure. store and grocery outlet food. And maybe not dollar store, but like grocery outlet, you know, great value. Like just what everyone else, like what the normal people eat, what a normal struggling, uh, barely making it family eats. That's what I ate, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, they taught me a lot, man. They taught me sure. a lot about family values, being empathetic. Like I, I think that's a big one for sure. Yeah. Like, dude, like I, you know, not a lot of people know this, but I'm a very empathetic person and I wear that fucking loud and proud, man. You know, that's why it's, I'm empathy to a, like almost to a fault because I care about people so fucking much and care about what other people could do better for themselves and for their families and this and that, you know, like, Celebrities, like, I don't follow celebrities on Twitch or, or not Twitch, but Twitter or whatever. It's like, those, I don't follow fake ass fucking people, you know? Mm -hmm. <sighs> I don't know, man. Awful. It is awful, man. <laughs> like, uh, we just got into a rant. We did. We did. But it's real. Well, like, tonight, like, this is my happiness and shit. Like, I cleaned my grill all up. It's all fired up, ready to go. I bought like two pounds of carne asada at uh, Costco. I'm going to fry that up and shit and serve it to my family. That kind of stuff makes me happy. I, I love yeah. doing that. It's a pleasure to cook for people. I love cooking. Man. Cooking is my, it's my release. You know, just like, <laughs> it is nice, isn't it? It's it is, nice. man. I like it. I just, the. Uh, I made some food two weeks ago. And Mary's like, I could tell that this wasn't made for love, right? It was just like a scratched up fucking 30 minute meal. I was like, mm 
was it better than this restaurant? So just like, oh yeah, it was way better than that. But I could just tell you like you didn't put your heart and soul into it. You know, mm-hmm. you were just like making something. It's just like good food, good people. That's what I, I love cooking. That's why I love 4th of July so much. Because I got a bunch of friends coming over. You know, there's uh, good drinks. And everyone's eating some good food. Everyone's happy. And you get to blow some shit up at the end of the night, you know? Hopefully we're not doing this for 4th of July this year. I hope not, man. Hopefully it can be in person. (sighs) (laughs) Depressing. It is, man. Even though, like, I get out of the house every single day because I still have to work. Yeah. It's it's, it's really not the same because it is go to work, go home, go to work, go home, go to work, go home. And it is a social distance yourself away from the people at work. You know, like I, I don't have friends at work anyway, just cause like I'm in a management role and like, it's not like I get to hang out with these people and be like real with people. Like people just know me for, um, probably my face, like like what John man, like what my face says is what people know me. They're like, okay, he's a resting bitch face, kind of stern, tells you how it is. And, you know, just get shit done type of guy. You know, like I, I don't get real with anybody there because I can't, you know, like it's not my place to be friends with people. So what? Telling me, you know, you're, you're not friendly John man at work. No, I'm not friendly John man at Talking work. Talking to people about their problems. I am. I am boss John man at work. <laughs> you know so it's tough man so like even though i go to work every day i still feel like i'm social distancing myself from everybody because like at work i always felt like like before this even happened i was already distancing myself from everybody like from like the groups like group people that are friends and like their own little group i like i distance myself from that like i'm just like an entity that oversees everybody i'm not a part of any group at work you know so just like (laughs) I've been distanced at work for almost three years because I've been working on management, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I don't know, man. And now it's just worse. Cause now I don't see, you know, I see my wife with like, but like if, if I'm going to be like socially distancing myself with anybody, it's going to be with my wife. Like you podcasters know it's Mary. So it's like, I'm going to do it with her. But still like, I miss you guys. I miss seeing like my family, like, my uncles and stuff. I miss, you know, playing board games at my house with Wendell. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll definitely have to hug this out when we when we get back in the same room with <sighs> each other. Well, I don't know if I'll hug while. yet. I don't know if I'll be while. ready to hug. Reach out and touch me, John. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know if I'll be ready to hug when you guys get here, but... I'll be ready to pod. That's for fucking sure, man. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. What's been on your mind lately, man? Um, I don't know. I guess the world uh, works fine. Like work, work's been pretty busy. Um, I think like the the thing I'm most surprised about is it actually hasn't been so bad. Like I, I was a little scared, like when they canceled schools and stuff, and. Um, just like the kids being home all the time, 24 hours a day and how we're going to, uh, incorporate that into our lives. Like right, pretty much right now, like Emily's work is not very, uh, it's not too demanding right now. Like, obviously my girlfriend's like going through, like, uh, she should probably get an, another job here pretty soon, which is pretty good. It sounds like that's going to go through. 
which is great because like a lot of companies right now, there's like hiring freezes where they're not really picking people up. Um, it sounds like she's going to get in just like under the wire there to be able to start a new job. But pretty much like practically I'm, I'm like the only one here that kind of like, I'm still working a full-time job. Like I'm still online all day and like doing work all day. Uh, but, but I'm home, which is nice. Uh, but I think, um, as far as our household, I think this whole situation is kind of, it's brought out the best in people where people are chipping in more and, uh, doing their due diligence and, uh, it seems like things are running pretty smoothly. So I, I don't really have any kind of complaints as far as being stuck here. I mean, it would be nice to go. I mean, I think the thing I missed the most, which is so weird to say, is just uh, going out to a bar and like having a pint or something like that is yeah. like what I miss the most. Just I miss that, that freedom to be able to do that. I miss that too. So like, uh, would be nice to, to get yeah. that back would be nice. Yeah, I definitely miss that because uh, that was usually Mary and I's date would be go to yeah. a local pub, grab a couple pub pub food, you know, whatever. Yeah. And a, a few pints and start off our Saturday, you know. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, it's great to have a couple beers at home, but there's just something different about it. It really is, man. Like having beer either like at a bar or with your friends, like that's what I miss, man. I have, I miss having a beer with my friends. Like, yeah, yeah, you and I were drinking right now, but we're still separate. And, and yes, there's yeah. definitely a different feeling like, cause I still feel like I'm drinking by myself <laughs> to be quite yeah, honest. Sure. You know what I mean? Even though I, I mean, it's, it's a nice excuse. To... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a nice excuse. But like at the end of the day, I'm kind of still just drinking by myself. I'm still <laughs> in my closet. I, I mean, I'm still in my yeah. garage drinking alone. Yeah. So. You know, um, <laughs> I do. I do want to ask you this. Like, how how have you separated? Like, I know you you did a lot of work from home before. How have you separated? Like, now that your kids are out of school, forcibly, like, how are you separating your work life from personal life? Like, right now. Right now, it's pretty good because uh, we just have a bigger house, so it's like yeah. easier to stay apart from each other. So. So do you uh, have kids, like certain hours be like, okay, don't, don't hang out with me. Like daddy's working. Like just, yeah. Yeah. So like right, right now we have it where there's a, uh, we still have like the whole two living room situation, but one's upstairs and one's downstairs. Mm -hmm. So I'm upstairs working while the kids are downstairs, like watching TV or playing video games okay. that helps to keep things quiet upstairs. And so I can concentrate on what's going on. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So it's been, it's been pretty good. I think. So yeah. far, yeah, yeah. No, that's good, man. It, like, at least you're able to um, actually work from home, you yeah. know, yeah, uh, with your kids being home. Because I know a lot of people are struggling with like the whole work from home. Because um, a lot of people didn't work be work from home before, and, and you're kind of used to it. But a lot of people are struggling from the the work from home mentality with now your kids being out of school and like, how am I supposed to separate my work from home? life I mean, the, my, you I know. Mean, honestly the hardest shit is just the uh the whole schooling thing and like keeping them working because like obviously i think the school system was kind of caught with their pants down with this whole thing where mm -hmm. there wasn't really an actual uh, system implemented for something like this like even right now they have like assignments they can do online but mm -hmm. like none of it's graded none of it none of it's going to anything mm -hmm. like it's kind of just meant to keep them sharp so I think the hardest part I've had is just keeping people on task 
doing these things like Trent, my youngest, like he obviously he can't just log on and do all this stuff by himself. Like he yeah. needs help with it. Yeah. So like just finding the time to work a full-time job and do that at the same mm-hmm. time. That's been kind of tough. You know, it's, um, I guess I, uh, you should be really be glad that this didn't happen earlier in the year because like they might've held back like every single student. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and honestly it's kind of hard to like, to kind of think about it. It's like, did your kids get the education they should have got? Like, cause what, it's been like a month and they're going to be out for end of June. So yeah, pretty much almost since Christmas, right? Midwinter yeah. break. And, yeah. And Emma's going to be going to her senior year and it's just like, is she going to be ready for all that? So yeah. it's tough. Yeah, tough it, it is tough. Like some kids, they're going to benefit from this because they were slackers or whatever. But what about like the, the non-slackers out there? They're really trying to get like, these really good grades and college scholarships and all this stuff. Like how is that going to yeah. affect like all these kids, all these high schoolers, like trying to get into really good colleges. And now they, they, they might not be able to because their academics just don't hold up yeah. um, because of this thing. And that's, that's like a, a like that, that that's, that's something that's not talked about right now. You know, it blows my mind, man. I didn't, I could have never imagined this happening to us in our lifetimes. It's crazy. You know, and it's like, if this happened like four months earlier, they would have had to help hold everybody back. Yeah. Probably have to redo that time. Yeah. And that would suck. You know, and like Inslee, our governor, and he was saying like, you know, uh, starting school early just to get a little bit of a head start from the last school year that we missed. He's like, I just don't feel comfortable starting school early at all. It's like, does that yeah. mean you're going to postpone the start of school? Yeah, right. Like, if you it's, don't feel, like, comfortable. Possible. If you don't feel comfortable, like, starting in August early, like, does that mean you're not going to feel comfortable starting in right. September? Like, and it, it is tough to say right now because, like, yeah. people are dying. Like, it's tough to say what the right answer for all this stuff is. I, mean, I feel sorry for the people that, the kids that are seniors right now. Yeah, they don't. Dude. Yeah, they don't get to they don't get to walk. They don't get to experience like prom or anything like that. Like yeah. all that shut down. These are like life changes experiences, man. Like my high school yeah. year, like walking down the aisle, that sense of accomplishment, knowing mm-hmm. that I graduated high school, like that was a big thing. And that, that's a big day for a lot of people. And that's life changing, sure. man. And to not yeah. have that, you they know, got it ripped away from them, dude. That's not fair. It's really not, man. You're just going to get a diploma in the mail. Saying, hey, good job. You know, it's like, I don't know. I know, like, me walking down, like, the because I was one of the first people in my family to graduate high school. Walking down that that line, getting my name called out with all my family, dude, that was life-changing for me. Yeah. You know? Uh, I'm going I'm to get one more beer. Oh, yeah. Well, I will, keep, I will keep this conversation going. Yeah, it was... Oh, I feel so bad for... Like these kids right now, they're, you know, I, I hope they're able to recover. And, and what what is good about this next generation, I guess the generation, two generations below me or above me, whatever you want to say, you know, they're going to be a resilient generation. They're, you know, they're going to live through it and they're going to, you know, prosper and i'm back oh man that was quick 
God, I wish yes. my beer fridge was that close. I'm going to go grab another beer. Exactly. Okay. I'll hold down the fort. Thank you. I was just talking about how kids could, uh, at least the younger generation, will be able to prosper because they're more like a lot more resilient than we were, I think, when we were just because of the, like the technology age and shit. Yeah, for sure. So I I can say with confidence now that this is just the uh, this is just the way these bottles are made here that they have this little serrated top. It's kind of cool. Uh, so right now I'm drinking La Guinta's Super Cluster. It's a citra hop mega IPA of intergalactic proportions. Actually, pretty delicious. Um, I don't know the alcohol content. Oh, here we go. Eight percent. Jesus Christ, boy. I think it's really important when you're barbecuing meat. It's very important for high alcohol content. I think it kind of gets you in the mood to be more of a caveman and get into this. I totally cleaned out my grill today. Um, as soon as I'm done with this podcast, I'm going to fire that sucker up and start cooking some meat. Uh, I'll also be serving the side of Mexican street corn, which uh, John man, actually, even though I'm the Hispanic one, uh, John man actually introduced me to, and I think it was, I don't think it was, uh, the last 4th of July. I think we we're just having like a regular barbecue and that's when, um, John man showed me the ways of Mexican street corn and kind of, I, I think the best part of me and John man's friendship is he's actually teaching me how to be Mexican, which is nice. <laughs> I try, man. <laughs> I try. Well, I, I, I gotta well, keep that, uh, that, those food roots going. You know, because I am, I'm a food person. Like, yeah. And that's why I like all cultures because each culture, each group has their own set of food and their own spices and the way they cook meat and the way they cook their vegetables. That I just fucking adore because I fucking well, love food, yeah. man. I think we were talking about this before and shit. Like, uh, food's kind of like the international language of love, man. Just yeah. like freaking. You don't really fight about food. Like food can bring cultures together and people yeah. together. And unless you're maybe if pork. more, yeah, if more like deals were done and more like uh, uh, the passing of laws and stuff like that. Maybe if they're done over a nice meal, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe people would get along a little better. I agree with you, man. Like honestly, like I think these these countries they just need to sit down. They need to show their their nation's drink like whether it be a good lager yeah i don't really like lagers but a good beer or a good mm -hmm. a good whiskey or something like that over the rocks and like their main dish They're like all right this is our main dish like taste this tell me you cannot make a deal eating this food <laughs> you know right <laughs> people just need to cook more man people need to cook more and that, and that's what agreed people need to well, the thing is, okay, what what's amazing about food is you put a big dish, you make a you you make an amazing dinner or amazing brunch or whatever you're doing. You put it in the middle of the table. It's usually quiet for the first five ten minutes. Mm -hmm. This is because people are loving it, and you can't help but to talk and have a good time while eating delicious fucking food. For sure. You know? I think uh, I think my breakthrough kind of as a person, just because I'm a person that doesn't usually spend a lot of money on myself, like as far as clothes go or like entertainment stuff. I don't typically 
you know, I have a lot of kids, so like I typically tend to pay it forward to them. Like freaking, it's all about them now. Not it's not about me, it's about them. So in that terms, I can spring a lot more when it comes to food type stuff. Because one thing I have learned is just like from before when there was only one income in the house, like uh, times were tough. You're feeding a lot of people. Um, you just want to get whatever ingredients is going to fill up tummies and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And but now like things are a little bit easier and I'm starting to learn like fresher ingredients, yeah. uh, nicer cuts of meat. Oh, yeah. They make all the fucking difference in the world. Like oh, yeah. you need to, you really need to spring for, for the higher quality oh, yeah. for the better meal for sure. Well, I'm a, I'm an advocate for this. I'm 100%. I would rather buy one nice steak a month than have four shitty steaks a week yeah, or then exactly. have like one shitty steak a week. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather just spend all my steak money on one good piece of meat a month mm-hmm. than have yeah, four, dude. you know, once a week steaks. Truth. You know, and that's how, and that's how I spend my money, man. If I'm going to buy a piece of steak, which Mary and I, we don't eat a lot of steak for one. It's hard for me to eat it. And for two, I usually spend quality money on a quality piece of meat because I'd rather have yeah. I'm not going to buy shitty steak I am not going to do that I'm going to make sure if I buy steak it's going to be it's going to be a good fucking steak one thing I did learn which I didn't even know was I was uh, I bought two rack two racks of ribs mm-hmm. like two two big nice racks of ribs pork um, or beef uh, it was pork okay. it was pork baby back and I uh, yes. And I realized, uh, well, I was, I was reading up on it, like how to cook, like just the perfect fall off your meat bone or mm-hmm. fall off the bone meat. And you got to take that membrane in the back off and shit. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. You got to strip that shit out. Well, you don't have to. And then, and then you slow cook it for a couple mm-hmm. hours, dude. And I, I fuck it just like uh, a good meal takes time. Yeah. It takes, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's takes a lot of it thought does. and a lot of time. It's freaking, you're, you're making magic. You really yeah. are. And I well, pulled these. Yeah these fuckers out dude i swear to god just like i didn't even need to cut them like they're i, I could just like pull them apart yeah. and serve things mm. oh my god the meat was fucking amazing yeah dude fork tender right mm-hmm. you just put a fork in there and it just comes out like nothing fork tender dude, i kind of want ribs now jesus christ the ribs are delicious <laughs> man i love making a good a good batch of uh baby back ribs man so do you boil yeah, them bake them like how uh, the, the last ones i did uh i i baked at a low temperature um i took them out and then i basted them and shit in the mm-hmm. sauce put them back in and then broiled them for like five minutes until oh, nice. they were like nice and crisp then nice. pulled it out came out perfect dude. so i have a i have this pretty decent recipe uh for baby back ribs so like i'll uh well well there's a there's a couple ways to do them but like there's this one that I've made. So where you poach them, pretty much boil them mm-hmm. for like, 30, really? yeah, you, you uh, boil them for like 20, 30 minutes and like really good salted water. And it's almost kind of like a, a fast brine almost. Right. Okay. So you boil them for like 30 minutes and then you put them in a pan and you could foil them like with foil and pretty much slow cook them for, I don't know, a couple hours. And it'll just get this like amazingly, savory uh 
pork rib that you don't really like depending on like how you eat your pork ribs you don't need to put sauce on them like if you're doing barbecue like you just bake them whatever but like this is like a a, a piece of meat that you don't need sauce for mm-hmm. like you don't need to smother it with barbecue sauce you just eat it like just the meat because it's so savory because you've poached it in that salt water yeah and then baked it for you know until it's you know fork tender Mm-hmm. Mm. so Great. delicious <laughs> i love food, so man. with my carny tonight um i was gonna do mexican street corn again like mm-hmm. i made it pretty i made it pretty epically it's like off yeah. the cob type stuff and then um yeah uh, yeah, uh, yeah I, I threw in a bunch of mayonnaise yeah. I, uh, i've actually started I'm, making mine off the cob because it's easier yeah for sure mm-hmm. um i'm thinking about tonight uh a couple nights ago i made uh, a chipotle sauce from scratch mm-hmm. i was thinking about throwing that in with the mexican corn i don't know how do you how do you feel about that you think that would go yeah yeah just a little yeah, bit of spice I so. well yeah. i i would just um do it with your normal mayonnaise mixture and just put the chipotle spices in there okay yeah because like i'll try that out like the chipotle spices it's they're just spices. So if you put the yeah. sauce, you might as well just make the Mexican street corn the way you would before and just add mm-hmm. the extra spices to make it chipotle. Like the extra, okay. you know, like um, the, the extra pepper. Uh, like what are you thinking about using for the peppers? Like some chili powder um, yeah. and maybe some little bit of jalapenos. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, oh, my God. Oh, also, I've. Uh, I'm sorry to change the subject oh, yeah. here, but fuck. I've uh, I've recently gotten really into jalapenos, um, and I made these killer jalapeno poppers with like cream cheese and stuff like that. I think like I fucking nailed the recipe. I think fucking if uh, yeah for like uh, uh, Fourth of July, if God willing, we all get together, that's probably what I'll bring over. All right. Over some fucking Eric jalapeno poppers. I'm down. I'm down with some here folks. I'm here folks. I'm down with some jalapeno poppers, man. Do you use uh, ancho chilies for your chipotle uh, mix? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Yeah, So man. Yeah. So I would just, I would make it. The mix mix is already like, it's already made like in a sauce. I just have like, Oh, is it leftovers? Yeah. I I would just add it with then. I would just add it with it and just give it a little bit of kick. Cause all it's going to do is give it a little. It's almost like. Yeah, it's almost like a it's like a mayonnaise consistency, right? Yeah. Now. So it's like it would be perfect to add in there, I think. Yeah. yeah, just for a little bit of extra spice. Yeah. I make mine pretty mild just because uh Mary's not very big on the spice. Uh-huh. But, I don't know. You you've had my Mexican street corn before. It's pretty delicious. That's uh yeah, so tough to to uh play with the spices around here too, because yeah, people have pretty sensitive palates especially and like i've been really on a on a chorizo kick mm-hmm. just like throwing chorizo in a lot of things like i did my uh what kind of chorizo my, do you buy by the way oh i just buy like uh what is it called is it's, it the it's, stuff in the tube it's just the regular in the tube dude just like cause, isn't cause that that's best, what my dad used to buy isn't it's that the, the best, best chorizo yeah. that is the best fucking chorizo ever i haven't come across any better like you can no. totally go into the organic section and you could buy the other expensive chorizo and stuff like that. I still, I haven't found one that can top the, the tube. Not at all, man. Yeah. That's a, like the pork one. The pork chorizo in the tube yes. is the best fucking chorizo you could buy. 
you just sure. you just cook it down like the thing is like so i make that with like um chili and stuff and i'll just put uh -huh. it in there and i'll cook it down to where like it's not so watery anymore and it's more of just like a uh -huh. almost like a ground beef consistency yeah. and all of a sudden you have this like really rich chorizo chili recipe it's like fuck yeah so <laughs> I all when I make burgers, I throw that in every time. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn, Mix dude. Mix it in with the ground beef. It's so good, dude. Yeah, that is the best chorizo in the world. Like that chorizo is the fucking best. What happened, dude? I, can you still can you still hear me? I can still hear you, but I can't see you. Okay. Yeah, my shit went dark for some reason. I'll uh, probably be coming back here in a second. Let's see if I can refresh you. Um, yeah. I so dude, I might have to uh, give you um. It's almost like a enchilada crema recipe. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah, it's like, but I use a, um, it's a chorizo crema recipe. Mm -hmm. So I'll, I'll have to give that to you because it's fucking delicious. Dude, I'll try it out, man. Send it on over. Yeah, it's, yeah, it, it's great. I mean, that's what I've been doing this whole uh, quarantine type situation is I've just been trying out new dishes and stuff and uh, feed them likes people. I'm considering making my own cookbook one of these days. Right. for. Yeah, I have my own cookbook that Mary bought me. I, I put my, my most valued recipes in Eric, if you could hear me, you dropped out. Um, yeah. So I do have my own recipe book that I write down and everything. That I put my most valued re recipes in, so it's a good idea, man. Especially when you're uh, when you're in this time and you're cooking a lot, you got to be writing down your recipes because eventually you're gonna make something that's gold, and you don't want that to go away. For sure, you want to write down everything. So Eric just dropped out right now, so it's just me by myself right now, hanging out. How's everyone doing? I do want to, in this, since Eric's dropped out real quick, I do want to remind everybody that you can listen to the John Sandwich Show on a smart speaker. If you have an Alexa or Google, whatever, you just say, hey, Google, play the John Sandwich Show. Hey, Alexa, play the John Sandwich Show. And they will play the John Sandwich Show on demand, just like that. It's pretty fucking cool. Try it out. So uh, Eric is getting connected right now. But, uh, yeah, I think, you know, you guys let me know, like, how you guys have been reacting and, and using this downtime to, in this social distancing, sheltering in place order. Like, how have you guys been, been, been reacting to it and how have you guys been, been, you know, like, I know for a lot of people, there's a lot of depression. Are you guys making the best out of your time? Let us know. Follow us on the, the John Sandwich and let us know. I know it's tough. You know, we're all going through it right now. It's not just you. We're all doing it. Um, for you listeners out there, you know that the Murphy, the Murphy Minute, um, she's a men's specialist hairdresser and shit. I think she's been out of work for a little bit of, over a month right now, you know, so... Um, you're not the only one affected. We are all affected here for sure. So don't feel bad. You know, there's, 
There's a lot of different programs and unemployment and a lot of things going on, but we feel for you because we're in this just like you are. So don't feel bad. You're not the only ones. Eric's taking his time to get here. It's okay, though. It is okay. He might be getting a beer, using the restroom. I don't know. But on the other end, how have you guys been uh, taking up your time? So I do know this. Mary has found a new game, Animal Crossing, on the Nintendo Switch that is a perfect shelter in place slash quarantine game you guys should check it out it's uh highly addicting it's almost like a pseudo um style survival game um it's very it's very pleasant not a lot of uh not a lot of grief in it so you guys should definitely yeah. check it out oh hey you back eric yep sorry about that oh. my computer started doing mandatory updates Oh man, I hate that. He's back. I'm back. Sorry about that. That's oh, quite all right. I noticed that you probably got another beer. I did. Oh, and it is tasty. God damn it! I did got you another uh, beer? And I put I put in my uh, I put on a hoodie while my computer was rebooting. So oh, yeah. nice and warm. Oh, so, so did you actually do a full reboot? Uh, well, I had to like shut things down. I, I did a reboot of discord. Oh, okay. Okay. Nice, man. Well, there was really no, uh, no downtime at least here. So, so that's nice. Oh, good. good. I just didn't that's see good. you and you, I couldn't hear you, but, um, I, what, what's odd is after I shut down uh discord, I still heard you. Oh, weird. really? Yeah. <laughs> so you heard, you heard all that shit I was talking about then. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, a little bit of it. Yeah. I I ran it. I ran inside to grab my hoodie while things were uh, resetting. Nice. Um, are you? Uh, did you switch to the profuse juice yet? Uh, not yet. I'm still on Linguita's Super Cluster, which is nice. a yeah, what is uh, that? Citrus, a citrus hopped mega IPA of intergalactic proportions, eight percent. It's very mega, it's strong, boy. Mega IPA. It's strong. How does boy. it taste? It's, it tastes very maggoty. Maggoty. <laughs> Uh, no, this shit's making America great again. It's very MAGA. Oh, MAGA. Got it. Not maggot. <laughs> Not much of a difference in my opinion. But no. no. <laughs> I've been really into the hazy IPAs lately. Have you? Yeah, yeah. I I love a good hazy, man. Like the hazy pale ales and hazy IPAs. Some pretty good shit. All my glasses right now. I, I don't really like drinking from the cans anymore, but all my glasses are in the dishwasher. So that's what happens when you drink too much beer. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't have any pint glasses available, but yeah, I got so uh, many pint fine. glasses. Well, you know, it's good sometimes to drink out of the can. That way, your significant other doesn't know how much beer you're drinking. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> all of a sudden you have a top rack full of just pint glasses. You're like, oh shit. Well, that's why all my beer is in the fr in the uh, uh, the garage refrigerator right now and stuff, and I have my own little beer trash can here. Try to oh, keep nice. it on tap. Yeah, you got you got to make sure you know where it. I'm at. Yeah. See, that's why I love the keg, man, because there you almost leave no evidence. 
So do, do you miss uh, the bar situation that much since you have a keg? Like there's just something about beer on tap way better than fucking beer from a can or a bottle. Just something about that tap. Even like, oh man, if you even go as far as like chilling the glass, that's what I miss. Again, you know. there, uh, there, yeah, there's a uh, bar that uh, I think they're shut down indefinitely now. I don't think they're coming back even afterwards, but they had the coldest mugs there and shit like that where just when, when he served that beer, he did it with magic. Like he did it like fucking his father and his father before him. That's what they did. <laughs> serve beer to people. I think he came from a long line of bartenders. That's how good he served this beer. So it was, and it, it was always so good. Like every single time beer there tasted the best out of anywhere I've ever been in my life. Uh, but now they're like closed down forever. I think, I don't think they're coming back. So I don't know if it's so much cause I do have a kegerator. I don't know if it's so much of going to a bar. I think it's the, okay. So every Friday night, Mary and I, like before we podcast on Friday nights, we would, um, so you, I usually get off earlier on Fridays. We'd go to this Mexican restaurant down the street. We'd uh, order a meal and a couple draft beers. And on Saturday, we would get, we'd go to this pub. It's uh, called the Diamond Knot. They have amazing beer. And we'd mm-hmm. get uh, some of their beers on draft and, and have a decent meal. Uh, so it's not about going to bars so much as it is just like going out. You know, mm-hmm. uh, there was a couple places that we did go out to, though, like like that Mexican restaurant Diamond Aunt, that I do miss because it's something that Mary and I, it was one, it's one of our things. You know, we had Friday night takeout. Well, it wasn't takeout since we went in, but we, we went out Friday. We had a mm-hmm. beer or two and we had some good Mexican food. And then on Saturday for lunch, we'd have a couple of beers and we went to this pub. Um. I am privileged to have a kegerator, but it's not the same not being able to have people here to drink it with. It's true. You know, like I would much rather fill up a growler for us, be in this podcast room, drinking it, having a great time talking about crazy things that don't make any amount of sense that don't matter to the world. But now we're, uh, now it's just depressing, you know, I, I, I miss it. I mean, it's definitely nice that we're able to do this, but it's, it's totally, it's not the same as being in the same room with each other and being able to work off each other. And yeah, I, I don't think that's, that's something I'll probably never take for granted again. Yeah. You know, I, I am glad that I was able to hook you up with some decent sound gear. Yeah. Sounds good. And- I think. Yeah, no, it sounds great, and that you know the we don't have any video lag, so it's really um, it's almost like we're in the same room right now. Like, there's no video lag. We're not waiting for each other to talk to yeah. to hear people's opinions. You know, like the way we got it going on is the best we can do in this situation. You still, I, I listen to a couple of podcasts. You still sound the best over there out of all of us. Well, it's because I am in the studio. It's, it's, yeah. <laughs> It's still working. It's still working for you, man. Yeah. I mean, I am in the studio, so there is that. So I have the benefit of being in the studio. <laughs> I do have that benefit. I I understand that you don't sound as good as I do, but you know what? Yeah, it still works. Desperate times come for desperate measures, but you do sound good, though. Good. Thank you. 
Yeah. You do sound good. And um, have you listened to any of uh, Mary and I's live streams? How was it? I have. I, li- I listened to the last one. It was really yeah. good. Yeah. Like I, I don't I'm glad know. you guys. I'm glad you guys are doing that. I think yeah. you guys are going to take us to the top, dude. Like honestly, like so. Uh, I don't want like to Yoko Ono type, John Lennon type situation. <laughs> she'll break up the Beatles, and then they'll just be your guys's podcast. No, yeah, she she won't <laughs> break up the pod. But I do feel like you could say no and be completely honest with me right now. All right. Okay. So you know where Abraham Lincoln is? I think you should put John Thurston where Abraham Lincoln is. Mm-hmm. And flip flop John and Mary's face because I think Mary's, oh, yeah I could totally do that yeah I think Mary's kind of a big part of the pod I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna get started on that when we're done here uh, you know make that happen because it I'm never gonna... made sense anyway that Lincoln was at the end of it yeah it's yeah not a John sandwich with Lincoln at the end yeah it's a it's a John and Abraham sandwich <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so does that make sense to you having uh, the two Johns in the end and having Mary and you in the middle yeah. Yeah, I'll totally make I'll make that happen. Because I think other than uh, other than you, she's the uh, the biggest proponent of this. Uh, like other than us three, she's the biggest proponent of the podcast. For sure, and I think mm-hmm. uh, my uh, my art game's been pretty. It's pretty pretty on point lately. I think so. I can make that happen. Thank you. I'm just the man for the job. Yeah, and don't worry, we'll still split it three ways. Me and Mary will be one entity. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> so what you got planned uh, for the rest of the week? So do you treat weekends the same or is it every day exactly the same to you? Every day's kind of been bleeding over into each other. I don't know. Weekends from weekdays. Sometimes I don't even know what day of the week it is anymore. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? So, yeah, I don't know. I just figured out the name for this podcast. Every day is exactly that? the same. Exactly. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so so you really don't know weekends from weekdays night from day um, it's all the, not all so the... much i think it's yeah just because the kids are home all the time like obviously i'm off this weekend so it's very nice i got um, i'm able to get a lot more done on the weekend um uh, what's nice too is that we just moved into this house so there's still like plenty of stuff to do plenty of work to do like i i did the grill um uh, we have uh these lights that we used to have like above the deck in the last house. Um, I haven't put them up yet. I'm going to put them up today and just have some nice dangling lights and shit over the, the new deck and stuff like that. Make it look nice. Maybe we can even like the weather's cleared up. Maybe we can eat outside tonight too. Uh, yeah. Little stuff like that's keeping me occupied. That's good, man. That's really good. Like I've been, uh, I don't know, man, even though I've been working, I've been like, Kind of in a daze, if that yeah. makes sense. You know, just kind of in a daze and uh, nothing's felt right for a long time. You know, like I, yeah. like I, I know a lot of people out there are, are seeking guidance and seeking a little bit of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want people to know that like I am working every single day and it still feels strange to me. Like my normal day life, even though I go to work every day is still different. Um, and, and it's strange. Like there's no traffic. Yeah. Everyone's wearing a mask. 
Um, it's very different. It's a different it, world. It, it is a very different world right now. And I, I want people to know that are actually like sheltered in place that don't work essential jobs that even as an essential employee, I like things are very different and it's not the same as it was before. It's can I get us? Can I get a status update from you on something? Yeah. So we, uh, you know, obviously like Zelda had some health problems not mm -hmm. so long ago. Uh, we had to do, we had to re we did two more uh, vet visits. And right now they're kind of, they're essential business, so they're still open. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like a drive-through type situation where yep. you drive up, yep. you come take your dog from the car and take them inside. Yep. Uh, yep. How's, how's Odie doing right now? Um, well, so it's the exact it's same situation is the exact same situation. It's more of like a drive through you park, you call them up. Uh, of course you make your appointment first, you park and, um, they ask you what car you're driving and what color it is. And they come out, um, in their masks, of course. And then they take your dog inside and to perform their things. Uh, we actually did that today. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. yeah. So, um, it's the same situation that you're going through. Um, they are definitely social, socially distancing themselves pretty good. Um, Odie is doing good. I mean, for his situation, like, honestly, like, um, he's doing good. Um, his blood work came back today and he has a little bit of elevated something just cause he might have an infection somewhere, but he's still on his liver medication. He's still on his chemotherapy. Um, he's still on his Remedol for his pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he's still on his supplements, but he's doing good, man. He's doing good. Um, I'm a, I'm a knock on wood right now. Um, he got diagnosed with cancer, aggressive cancer. Um, at least diagnosed January 11th. We knew he had it around Christmas. And it is now four months later, and they gave him three months to live. So he's already outlived his three-month mark. Yeah. Uh, which is amazing and remarkable because uh, I love my dog so yeah, much. for sure. So he's already outlived his three-month mark, which is amazing. And, strong uh, spirit. Yes. And I will say this. And um, it's a... Uh, I am thankful that Mary has been laid off for the last month and a half Yeah, because she has been able to spend so much time with my dog. That's good. You know, like, well, maybe not month and a half, maybe a month or whatever it is. She's been laid off like either four or five weeks, something like that. Um, just because she's been able to spend so much time with our dog mm -hmm. at the last little point of his life, you know, because honestly, he could go, he, like I said, he's a month overdue on his three-month prediction. Yeah. So, like, every single day after this, it's borrowed time. Yeah, for sure. And Mary's been able to spend the last month sheltering in place with her best friend. Yeah, that's great, man. And that is amazing to me. And maybe I'm... Maybe, like, and, and maybe it, like, in a beautiful way, it's like he can't go yet because he knows that you guys need him and stuff yeah, like yeah maybe that's part of it and shit yeah. like i'm not ready uh. yeah and it's uh it's crazy because like um 
in this sense, like I almost kind of like thank <laughs> the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Like as fucked up as that may sound. Yeah. But like for my family, I kind of thank it because it's, mm-hmm. it's given Mary so much because before this, like she was traveling all the time. Yeah. She was gone out of state traveling, working in, you know, in state. And it's just like, this is just giving her like so much time just to, just to hang out with our dog mm-hmm. and like spend the last, make some, make some memories, some exactly. long lasting memories. Exactly, man. Like she'll never forget these times. Like, being in quarantine with her best friend, mm-hmm. like she'll never forget this at all. That's so bad, right? Yeah. That's so bad. Like, can you imagine like Odie not here, you know? Yeah, right. Like how crazy would she be going right now? You know, I'm, I'm thankful for that. Like I'm oh, thankful sure. that Odie is such a strong dog that he, uh, he's still powering through. And sure. it's, it's amazing. Is... And I'm so happy. So it's 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 not his time yet, man. No, it's not, man. It's really not. Like Odie's been one of the like honestly, he could live another five years just to Mm -hmm. be in defiance because he's that type of dog, (laughs) you know. He's a defiant dog. He's like, oh no, like he, like what is it? Two and a half years ago, he had like a terrible fucking tumor and he got it removed. And like every single time it's like, Oh yeah, he's lucky. He's lucky. And like now he has cancer aggressive and he's just fucking pulling through and being defiant as fuck, man. He's he's like, fucking, I'll tell you what, I'm going to finish this beer and I'll tell you when I'm ready. I'll tell you when I'm ready to go. Oh wait, wait, (laughs) you still have treats in the box. Let me finish those first. All right. (laughs) You know? So, um, in that sense, I am, grateful i am grateful it's good, man. you know it's good need more positive stories like that yeah. in our lives right now so how how is uh zelda in your uh in the and everything uh pretty good so it turns out it was just assist uh we got the results back and stuff like that so it was just assist that was drained um she's still healthy i mean that's it was scary like yeah. freaking it, uh, it just seems like this vet that we go to and i don't know why we keep going there but they, they tend to always lean towards the worst case scenario. And like, I don't, it almost feels like they love giving bad news. Mm-hmm. Uh, it always turns out to be nothing and fine. This time was a little bit scary because she was like a little different. I think it was just due to the fact that we moved and getting adjusted to the new place and stuff like that. And she was like, I mean, she's older now. So like she's yep. tired. She doesn't move around as fast as she used to. And mm-hmm sleeps a lot more um so i think in terms of that i think she's just getting old and it's just like you know the way of things she's not as quick as she used to be yeah so i think uh we're, we're gonna try to do a lot better when something weird like this happens to not immediately go into panic mode and like yeah. start preparing for a funeral and stuff and maybe just well, write right. it out don't always go to to, to the bad stuff yeah. immediately do you guys have her on supplements uh no. I'm gonna, I'm going to take a picture of this uh the supplements that we give uh Odie. It's supposed to help with like uh, joint pain. It's pretty much like okay. old dog medicine and it's uh, it's not like okay. it's not a prescription, but mm-hmm. it it's pretty much just for like joint pain, arthritis and like all this other like old dog stuff, right? They're just supplements. Yeah. 
we give our dog like twice a day. Yours would probably be just like once a day. But like yeah. they've definitely helped out, out with like a little bit of you know just supplements help you know. Yeah, they uh, and the it's vet from recommended Costco and it's really good. So oh, good, yeah, we'll try it out. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive. The vet recommended changing the dog's food, and then we went to go talk to the people at the pet store that we go to, and they're just like, like vets tend to be, they get money, I guess, for recommending certain like foods and stuff like that. So it's not always, it's kind of like a money game and shit. Like they try to put you on stuff and like stuff that benefits them and shit. So like after, um, if you ever want a difference in opinion and vets, let me know. Cause Mm -hmm. I have a great vet that's been with Odie for eight years, nine years, ever since I moved up here, she is fucking great. And she has never, tried to upsell me on food like she's always just been about Odie like whatever we fed him you know is you know like we feed our dog Kirkland dog food and it's always been fine Mm -hmm. you know it's just like she's about the the pets care and not so much about you know upselling like food or like different types of supplements or whatever you know she'll she'll like recommend supplements Actually, I don't think she ever has. Like, like we've done supplements, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, those are good supplements to have." Or whatever, you know. She's always been a really down to earth, like just great vet that's always been there for Odie. I'm really sad because Odie had to switch doctors because he's on, he has like a oncologist now, so he has mm-hmm. different types of doctors. Um, so he, you know, can't see his old vet anymore. Or whatever. Yeah, that sucks. But you know, she's a really good vet. That's good, man. We'll, mm-hmm. we'll check it out. Yeah. It'd be nice. Yeah. It just seems like, yeah, I think the sense that I get is that the whole vet game is, is might be a little bit corrupt and like, <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like it sometimes. It's all about that science like diet, right? Yeah. And they're just trying to like, yeah, constantly upsell you and that the dog needs to get this done and this done just in order for you to spend more money. It seems like. Yeah. And, and honestly, and meanwhile, I take Zelda home, and she seems to be doing fine. So yeah, uh, well, it's hard because like the the vet that we had before we had to switch vets and stuff, she's she's always like, you know, you know your dog better than I do. Like you're the one that petting your dog, you're the one touching your dog, you're the one that uh, sees his or hers interactions, you know. So you know better than anybody else. Like I can't come in here. Like, you can't just bring me, and, like, I would just automatically assume something's wrong with your dog. It's something that you have to interact with your dog. If you if you notice something wrong with your dog, it's up to you as the pet owner because you are the one that interacts with it every day. Like, pets don't, pets can't talk, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, it, it's definitely something that Mary and I have been more um, diligent about, of, like, knowing different patterns with her, with Odie, because, like, you know, she's right, like, he can't talk. So like all the information that she gets is from us and you have to almost kind of like bring yourself down a little bit. Yeah. And like, look at the situation objectively because how you look at the dog and how like things are getting done or your cat or whatever, your pet is how the vet is going to proceed on treatments and like how they're going to like on x-rays and this and that. Because they don't know otherwise, because dogs can't talk. 
you know? Yeah, for sure. So you have to speak for them. So you have to be their voice. So if you see something wrong or feel that something's wrong, you know, you have to speak up and, you know, so. Fucking dogs, man. (laughs) I love them way too much, man. (laughs) Love them way too much. So much so that like, uh, I don't know if it's like just dogs in general or just this particular dog. Like we have another dog, we have two dogs. Um, but I love this, this other one so much more than, than the new one that we got. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Like I totally play, I find myself playing favorites all the time. Like this, this dog is everything a dog should be loyal, steadfast, does what she's supposed to like. And then loves me to death, which helps a lot too. Like just. That wants to help. be around me all the time yeah the other dog's more skittish and like we're still having uh adjustment problems with him just as far as because he was like an abuse that he was a rescue uh so he still doesn't uh he's not very trusting at all and like still like if you spook him a little too fast like i can't even if like he's laying down with us in bed and i just shift like positions mm-hmm. he'll freak out and run away oh yeah like, just that's yeah that's like how how much he's like shit that's gone on in his mm. life where he's like not very trusting uh one thing we have tried because he's like so far he loves emily my girlfriend and like he's like so far up her ass and just follows her around all day uh we tried to um separate them a little bit like where he can get more time with other people in the house found like that helps him to relax a little bit more because like we have like kids in the house and stuff so shit's loud probably not the best way for a skittish Probably not the best like environment for a skittish dog and shit. Yeah. Just have yeah, kids around and shit screaming the whole time. So uh, but I think he's getting better. I think he's adjusting a lot more. I think with the new house too, this helped break up the hierarchy. Cause like when he got to the old house, like that was Zelda's house and like freaking yeah. Zelda was like very like uh standoffish with him as far as like what this dog could do. It kind of seems like moving into this new house helped put the two dogs in more of a neutral ground where I think they're getting along a lot better now, well, which is good. Well, dogs have a, a pack mentality, right? Mm-hmm. So I think just as long as the pack knows that either you or Emily is the leader of the pack, yeah. then they'll like, and they'll go down from there. So it's usually either you or Emily and then them, you know, well, I'm I'm the backup for sure. Like when Emily's around, she's the alpha. Mm. Uh, to take her out of the equation, he'll come and be next to me. I'm I'm the beta. I'm the backup for sure. Yeah, that's how it seems yeah. to be. <laughs> well, just as long as those two dogs know that you're in charge, and then they'll and then they'll pack around with each other. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it seems like it's a it's been a lot better with the new house. Like, so do you like so feed them separately? It's two separate bowls or. Yeah, because like Zelda had a big problem with eating her bowl and then going to eat his bowl. Mm. So now like Zelda's bowl is out in the in the kitchen mm-hmm. and his bowl is in the bedroom uh-huh. to keep it separated and it's yeah. like his little spot to do it. I think uh, it kind of it makes him feel more comfortable. I think yeah. like, that's a weird thing with eating. Yeah, like, taking treats from somebody like you can you can be holding up like a big juicy freaking bone with meat on it and he would be like really skittish about taking it from me. Oh, I think yeah. like. Yeah, I think like fucking he's he's probably like definitely seen like a lot of abuse in his life. Probably. Shit. Like he's very, yeah. but like hopefully we can break him out of that and he'll get more comfortable living here and stuff. Yeah. Be a little better about it. Yeah. I'm sure if there's he's any... definitely 
I'm sure if there's anybody that could do it, it'd be you guys for sure. Oh, for sure. We're so glad being around here. Oh, you guys are. <laughs> yeah, he'll be a good dog. He'll be a good dog one day. We'll, we'll, we'll beat it out of him. <laughs> <laughs> you guys will. <laughs> but um, I'm assuming it's about carne asada time, yeah? It is. I was just about to say that. So I'm going to go get my uh, barbecue stuff ready. If you guys want a pod later or tomorrow, yeah. I will update you on how well my meal turned out. All right. Yeah. You know, Eric, um, I'm free the rest of the night. So you let me know whether or not you want a pod. I don't know if John's going to be available tonight. Uh, he might be yeah. available tomorrow, but you dude honestly yeah, john's got some stuff going on it might just yeah. be the john the john and eric weekend we'll see dude honestly anytime you want to pod uh, you let me know and i will pod okay well i'll text you when we're done with dinner i think we can get one going right. tonight if you yeah. want to do one just meet you and i yeah and i'm also thinking uh mary and i might get on the pod tonight too we might do a live show um, oh so maybe i'll just call into that let yeah. me uh, text me but if you guys are gonna go live but she might also be too into Animal Crossing right now to want to play video okay. games. <laughs> sure. okay. So you let me know if you, you want a pod you tonight. You just let me know. Yeah. I'll okay. let you know and you let me know. How about we will let each other know. We will let each other know. All right. On that note, thank you for listening to the John Sandwich Show. Remember, you can listen to us on your smart speaker. If you have a Google or Alexa, whatever you have, just say, hey, whatever. Play the John Sandwich Show. And it it's will amazing. play on your smart speaker. Do it. I, I tried that uh, the other night, and it totally came up, man. Yeah. Crazy. It's pretty awesome, right? I tried it on the Alexa, and Alexa's like playing the John Sandwich Show. I'm like, God damn it, Alexa. It even amazing. tells you the title, right? It's like Shelter yeah, in Place. Yeah, even tells the title. <laughs> Which is awesome. Amazing. Pretty fucking awesome. So remember, guys, and ladies, and gals, and girls, whatever you are, you can listen to us wherever. Um, you can follow us at the John Sandwich Show on Twitter. And thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Yep. Have a sandwich, people. Yep, have a sandwich. Later, Eric. Later. <laughs>